WCNC Charlotte, this is Flashpoint, where power and politics collide and the tough questions get asked and answered. Good Sunday morning. Thanks for joining us here on Flashpoint. I'm Ben Thompson. This week on Flashpoint, absentee ballots now being sent out to voters in North Carolina. They started going out on Friday. Also this week, North Carolina voters can now request an absentee ballot online a new feature for this year's election. Coming up a little bit later, we'll talk to the man in charge of elections here in Charlotte, his advice to voters. But first, a name you probably haven't heard in a while, Anthony Fox. He went from a young Charlotte City Council member to, to mayor to cabinet secretary within a few years. Seemed like he was set to become Democrats' next big rock star. But then he fell off the map. Working in the private sector now, working as chief policy advisor for rideshare company Lyft. This morning, we speak to Anthony Fox in an exclusive interview. We talk about his future plans in politics, his early support for President Biden or Vice President Biden, even before it was popular in this uh, primary and the recent political conventions. Listen, you know better than most people what um, Charlotte is like during a political convention. The last one we had here, <laughs> you were the mayor. Um, what's it like to watch uh, from afar um, a very, very different kind of convention happen here uh, from a different party? Well, let, let's stipulate that uh, that one of the things that that I told many of the Republican supporters of the Democratic Party uh, convention back in 2012 was that if we ever had a Republican convention in uh, Charlotte, I would hope that it would have been as successful and as uh, as well supported as the 2012 convention was. Um, and and I think we should we should at least stipulate that. Uh, that a one-day convention was was far from what the city had hoped for from a tourism standpoint, and uh, I hope that uh, whatever the outcome of it is economically, that it's not uh, ultimately a net loss for the city. Um, you were out front on Joe Biden early on, uh, even when he was not uh, leading in the polls back in, in, the, in the winter and, and early spring. Um, what do you think his appeal is to the folks here of Charlotte and North Carolina? Well, I think with Joe, what you see is what you get. He's a he's a he's a real real person. Um, he he's obviously lived his life in public view for for many years. Um, he's suffered uh, personal tragedies uh, that have I think given him um, a humanity that people relate to. Uh, he is. Uh, extremely uh, detail-oriented. I know this from personal experience, working with him closely on the, the FAST Act, the 2015 highway bill that we worked on together. Um, and, and he's got relationships not only with Republicans and, and Democrats, but, but people across the board. He's, a, he's someone that, uh, frankly, in the Obama-Biden administration, oftentimes members of Congress from both both parties would seek him out to to help on on various issues uh, as an entree to the to that to that White House. So I, I think he's got a level of trust across the partisan divide to lead this country uh, into uh, a better place. People haven't seen a lot of you uh, in the last few years. Uh, you, of course, went to D.C., became a, a, a cabinet secretary, uh, then moved into the private sector. Uh, for, for our viewers at home who are familiar with you and watched you for years, uh, what have you been up to? Well, uh, you know, I I, uh, I intended to come back right away um, back home, uh, but I've got uh, two two teenagers who have their own opinions about 
uh, finishing uh, school. So I've uh, I've had to yield to that. But I, I'm actually uh, in, in Wilmington, North Carolina today. Uh, so I, I get back home uh, as often as I can. I, I, I certainly have been uh, involved in, in trying to uh, to stay connected to the city and, and issues that are affecting the city. I just uh, just uh, finished a, 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 a report from the Davidson Commission on Race and Slavery through uh, my affiliation with Davidson College as a trustee. So, so I've tried to stay involved, um, but at the same time, and, and by the way, I talk to uh, some of our local elected officials from time to time, uh, including uh, the mayor and 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 Ed Driggs when they were talking about bringing the the Republican convention along. So, so I try to stay connected. But uh, this is home. Uh, Charlotte is home. It'll always be home. And uh, I'll be back as soon as I uh, can can win the vote in my house. <laughs> That's the all important vote that you have to worry about. <laughs> what have you thought um, watching from afar? Whether it's been the protests, we've had four night of pro four night of protests here in Charlotte. Uh, we of course had. Um, uh, about two weeks back in June uh, of civil unrest. Um, whether it's those things, whether it's <laughs> the streetcar <laughs> that we're still talking about, watching from afar, what's your take on Charlotte as it stands in 2020? Well, uh, you know, I think like many parts of the country, uh, we're, we're obviously feeling the effects of the pandemic and uh, the econ economic whiplash that's, that's resulted from that. Uh, you layer that on top of the racial and social unrest in this country, and and we've got a lot of work to do. Uh, I, I have always felt that, uh, and this is experience that I've lived, not not one that I've observed, um, that Charlotte has a, a special ingredient in it that allowed it to be the city that made busing work back in the 70s and 80s. And, and that elixir is something that we need to tap into again, because uh, for the country to realize its promise, we do have to work hard on uh, reconciliation. And as we're fighting out of the pandemic and, and fighting to uh, restore our economy, uh, not the Wall Street economy, by the way, but the Main Street economy, we have to work really hard to, uh, to build new relationships and new bridges within our own communities across this country. And I don't think a city uh, in America is better prepared to do that than Charlotte. And that that I think extends to everything, every single thing we do, from working to address homelessness to uh, to working on building an inclusive transportation system to building an inclusive economy that takes into account businesses of all sizes and all types and all demographics of ownership. So I, I just think, uh, but I will also say that uh, that there's a real strain in Charlotte, as there is across the country, of uh, of divides and people. Uh, have to determine what kind of city, what kind of state, what kind of country they want to live in. And uh, frankly, I think, uh, in my view, there's only one good choice and a lot of lot of choices that will continue to strain us over time. You are uh, a young city council member, then went on to be a mayor, <laughs> um, then a cabinet secretary. A, a lot was written about, about your uh, career trajectory at one point in politics. Um, you going to get back into politics one day? Um, I'm always going to be involved, uh, whether whether I'm elected or not. I, you know, I have the the benefit of of people who occasionally seek out my opinion on things, and I, I will share that opinion. Uh, and uh, you know, I I think one of the challenges with being uh, an elected official, and and dare I say, an African American elected official, is that sometimes people think that you can only do one thing. 
uh, in, in my life. I've, I've, I've already had two or three lives already, but uh, I think right now what I'm focused on is, uh, is my family and, and putting them in the best position to, to be successful. And, um, and we'll see after that, but I, 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 it's not in my DNA, not to, not to stay involved in some way and not to contribute in some way. And like I said, I'm trying to do that through some of my nonprofit um, experiences and, and we'll see beyond that. Former Mayor Anthony Fox playing at coy there about his future in politics. Coming up, the security of your vote. We speak to the guy in charge of pulling off the November election here in Charlotte. We're really desperate. Local business owner Craig Ray applied for a government loan to keep his business going. But when his request got stalled, Craig contacted the defenders and asked, where's the money? I know that after you contacted them, things moved pretty fast. Just glad we could help you. If you're asking where's the money and feeling financial pressure, the WCNC Charlotte Defenders are here to help. Email us at thedefenders at WCNC.com. We're there to get you answers to where's the money, only on WCNC Charlotte. And welcome back to Flashpoint. Joining us now, the man in charge of pulling off an election in the middle of a pandemic here in Charlotte, Michael Dickerson with the Mecklenburg County Board of Elections. Uh, Mr. Dickerson, been a while. Good to see you. Good to see you. Nice to be here. Thank you, Ben. Um, all right. So talk to us about this. Abs absentee ballots started to be sent out this past week on Friday. Uh, a lot of folks have been talking about absentee ballots. Uh, should people be alarmed by, by the sheer number of folks that appear to be interested in mailing uh, in their uh, absentee ballots? No, no, when you look at the grand scheme of things, this is, this is large, yes, for uh, absentee ballots uh, for, for Mecklenburg County in North Carolina. Uh, uh, but in the, in the grand scheme of things, this is a small number in overall mail processing. Uh, we're trying to do everything we can here at the board to make sure that you're not alarmed and make sure that you're aware of the fact that we we have some other plans in place. We've got the early voting. We've got uh, uh, dropping off your absentee ballot uh, at our office or one of our early voting sites or uh, hopefully maybe another location if we can work all that out. Uh, so there are other things you can do so that you're not uh, alarmed that your ballots won't be returned. The biggest thing you, the voter, can do is get it back early. You'll have plenty of time to check and get it back early uh, if you get it back early and make sure that your vote is, is in the uh, stack to be tallied. I know they're just now going out, um, so we, we might not have a full appreciation, but, but I know speaking to you know, people who track this, they, they know. Uh, any idea of, of the numbers you're expecting as far as percentage of people you think are going to be voting absentee versus traditional methods? Uh, that is a, a great point. Um, I'm looking at uh, right now, I think we uh, just sent out about 80,000. Um, I usually don't send out, but maybe 35, 40,000 for any one given presidential election. So we've doubled that size and I've still got another you know, month and a half to go to send absentee ballots out. So that that's large. Uh, but say you get 100 to 120,000 back. Uh, that would probably be about four times what we usually would expect back in a presidential election. Uh, those numbers come from somewhere. Most likely, if I, if you look at what's going on around the country, uh, most people will vote by mail or vote. most people will vote early. What does voting in a presidential year in a pandemic look like uh, for you and your job? What are you doing differently? 
in, in, in a pandemic uh, right now, uh, the biggest thing we're doing differently is the volume of absentees. You're exactly right. Uh, absentee ballots are, are what seems to be the, uh, the biggest driving factor right now. Usually this doesn't start this heavy until uh, uh, that uh, last week of September, early October. Uh, but uh, this year it started in mid-August uh, and even before that people started inquiring about the absentee ballot process. The other thing that we're doing di different this year in a pandemic is opening up 50% more early voting sites than we've ever opened up in a presidential election before. We're going with 33 early voting sites. That number is a lot. Uh, 22 was the most we've ever done. Uh, and we had never opened all the sites up at one time and run them straight through like we're doing uh, for this year. So we're giving ample time. We've never partnered with uh, folks like the Spectrum Center in the Charlotte Hornets or the Bank of America Stadium in Carolina Panthers. We've never done that before uh, in a uh, pandemic, uh, but due to the pandemic, we get to to uh, do that. And we're the how we're outfitting these locations is a lot different this year. Usually, we uh, usually we give the information to our poll workers. They get trained. They do it. Uh, they do all their stuff. Now we're giving them the information and then we also got to give them a mask and a face shield and a, and a sneeze guard and gloves and hand sanitizer and disinfectant wipes. These are all things that we usually never have to do uh, outside of a pandemic. But uh, this year, uh, this year we're doing that. Um, and, and I mean, give us uh, an indication. What do you tell people who, are, who might be voting absentee ballot for the first time? Um, there, there's been some cause for concern about the post office, whether or not the post office can handle it. Are, are you telling people, should they just hand deliver the, the, the ballots to, to your office? Um, and, and is, can they deliver it to an early voting location? Sure, uh, uh, there, that's, that's part of their options. Uh, the first thing we tell them is to get it back early, uh, to get that ballot back early. We start, you know, just started mailing them out uh, as soon as you can finish your voting process, go ahead and get that back to us. Execute the ballot completely and properly. Uh, there's a witness and a witness address and signature on it. The voter has to sign it. So make sure that you do everything according to the instructions so that there will be no problem when it gets back, If you're, especially if you're a first-time absentee voter. There's only one witness this year that was changed uh, by the General Assembly so that it makes it easier for people to vote uh, absentee by mail if they so desire but get that back sooner uh, is is what we're telling them if you mail it back we're giving everybody a 10-day uh, uh, time frame if you get that ballot put it in the mail 10 days before the election uh, that gives you a good ample time to have it processed and run through the system we've worked closely with our post office here and we feel very comfortable and confident in the work that those folks do um, you may, if you desire, want to bring that absentee ballot back to our office. You're welcome to do that in person, or you can bring your uh, near relatives ballot back. Uh, do not give that ballot to anybody outside of your uh, family or yourself. Uh, North Carolina got in trouble for that a few years ago, sure. so we um, changed the, uh, the uh, rules a little bit uh, so that we don't have that. So make certain that you that you do just that you bring you bring that ballot back or your near relative your your husband your your uh, wife your children spouse 
whatever it is, have them bring it back, but make sure it's properly executed. And if you don't want to drive all the way down to our office, you are exactly right. At one of our early voting sites, uh, when they open up on October 15th, you could hand deliver that you uh, your ballot or your near relatives ballot to that uh, early voting site. And then you, you would be done with the process and you completely uh, uh, leave the post office out of the return process. Okay, all right, let us get into commercial break real quick. Michael Dickerson with Mecklenburg County Board of Elections. I want to talk about the poll workers and keeping them safe on the other side of this break. Thank you for making WCNC.com your number one choice for local TV news on your phone and in your home. And trusting us on Facebook by giving WCNC Charlotte more followers than any other local TV news source. Thanks again for making us number one. Download the WCNC Charlotte News app and find out why WCNC.com is the number one choice for local TV news on your phone and in your home. The number one local choice for TV news is WCNC.com. Download the WCNC News app today. Experience the difference. Thank you for making WCNC.com your number one choice for local TV news on your phone and in your home and on Facebook by giving WCNC Charlotte more followers than any other local TV news source. Thank you for making WCNC.com your number one choice for local TV news on your phone and in your home. Welcome back to Flashpoint. The man in charge of elections here in Mecklenburg County, Michael Dickerson, joining us this morning once again. Uh, he has got a big job, a Herculean effort any, any year, much less in a presidential year in a pandemic with absentee voting as, as, as popular as it's expected to be. Um, let's talk about the poll workers real quick. Uh, what's being done to make sure, for one, that they're safe, of course, but, but as you know, oftentimes these, these, these poll workers are, are you know, elderly folks who are, are doing this out of the kindness of their heart, volunteering. Um, are, are you worried about getting enough people there to take care of the polls? We started, uh, we started polling our polling workers, uh, sort of canvassing them uh, about uh, April uh, or May uh, at the height of uh, a lot of this uh, pandemic. And we were, we were extremely impressed with the number of people that had uh, said, yeah, we're coming back. We want to do this. What can you do to protect us? What can you do to keep us safe? Uh, and just as I said, we've got, uh, we've got masks for everybody. We've got gloves. We've got uh, uh, sanitizer. We've got face shields uh, for everybody. Uh, and we changed the process as far as in-person voting. Uh, we're going to queue you up outside as uh, uh, you look at the CDC recommendations for how to handle uh, how to handle voters in person. Queue them up outside so that uh, they are six feet socially distanced outside. Keep that six feet social distance at our uh, inside too, every chance you get. Uh, but protect them that way. I think that's the that's the key. And you're right. That's my my main concern is making sure that staff is safe, uh, making sure the poll workers are safe and making sure that the voters are safe. It is a uh, uh, it is a huge task, but this is something that we as we as citizens of, uh, of this country want to get out and do. We want to get out and express our uh, our, our right to vote. And that, I think, is, is, is paramount. What drives most of our, our your right civic minded poll workers, media organizations like, like our own here at WCNC Charlotte and others have been sort of warned to set expectations for election night um, that the results as of election night will only be for that night and that could very well be a several days across the country as we're getting in uh, the final result and we actually have a, a winner specifically in the presidential race. Um, 
you're the expert here, you're the man. Are you expecting that to be the case? Um, we, this is the way it's been working for years. Uh, I, I don't want anybody to think that uh, this is all brand new. We have never had final results on election night. Uh, you obviously know that, you've covered these locally, uh, but if you come to Canvas uh, 10 days after the election, you will notice that those numbers will change. Uh, and in a close race, that could be the case. Uh, that could be very well, somebody could, could change, depending on the number of absentee by mails that come out. But our goal is to every absentee by mail that we have received in our office the day before the election, and every early vote that we have received uh, up to that, uh, you know, during the early vote period, and then every election day vote will be tallied and presented to the public uh, on election night starting at 7.30 uh, after the polls close. So you will, you will have that same sort of number, that same sort of uh, um, uh, initial uh, 7.30 uh, release of absentee by mail right. and and early voting and those numbers will be huge I, I fully expect most people will vote by mail uh, or most people I think will vote absentee uh, or uh, early voting I'm sorry uh, but uh, and secondly absentee by mail uh, so those numbers will be great in, in themselves okay uh, the, right. what you want to look out for uh, are those those that uh, may be close races. Michael Dickerson, uh, I don't know. I'm out of time. I can't. We can't go any further. We, <laughs> you, you've talked too much. We appreciate your passion as always. You know this stuff better than anybody. Um, but we are we are out of time. We've got to take commercials. Unfortunately, that pays the bills for us. Michael Dickerson of Board of Elections, in Mecklenburg County. Thank you. More flashpoint after this. Tornadoes, the tropical storm, severe weather is extreme weather, and we're here to keep you safe and to help you navigate your day. The First Warn team is there for you, no matter the conditions and the location. We're in your hand with the WCNC Weather app, and we'll always be there on WCNC Charlotte. So wake up, plan your day and your life. The First Warn storm team will be there for you. Hey folks, don't forget Flashpoint has a podcast now, very fancy, including you get it on Apple uh, Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and more. You can also go to WCNC.com slash podcast, find it there. And by all means, always come interact with me on Twitter and Facebook. Always a good conversation going there. Hope to see you back here for Flashpoint. Have a great week, everybody.